All right, wall fans, welcome to, as always, another exciting edition of Go Tell It to the Wall podcast. I am, as always, your host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke, and we're getting into some episode 34 tonight. That's right, episode 34 of Go Tell It to the Wall podcast. Uh, let's just get right into it. We do have the live feed going for this episode, as usual, uh, so for those of you that are only listening to audio, keep that in mind. Some stuff gets a little confusing. You can check out the videos if you can't access them on Facebook. Uh, you can also check them out on YouTube. We got the YouTube channel up and running and, and moving along and all that good stuff, uh, so check things out there as well. Uh, get right into it. Social plugs, social plugs, social plugs. That's right. If you want to connect with us anywhere outside of where you're consuming this right now, whether it's on Facebook, YouTube, uh, on the actual podcast itself, you can do so uh, through various different avenues. One of them would be Facebook if you're not seeing the actual Facebook live videos, and that would be at facebook.com slash go tell to the wall. You can also follow on Twitter at Tell the Wall Pod and follow my personal Twitter account, which is at Magic Muppet. If you just search Go Tell to the Wall or search my name, Sean O'Rourke, those should come up as well. Website still in the works, still in the works. It's it's probably going to be in the works for a little while. I'm, I'm telling you that. Uh, but I do have an announcement on YouTube uh, that we're going to get into in just a few minutes. So those would be all the social plugs. Those are the way the ways to connect with us. Again, coming soon, Sean O'Rourke Live will have a bunch of stuff up there as well. Uh, so keep an eye out for all of that good stuff. If you haven't subscribed you can subscribe really anywhere I find a new thing every week a new like a uh, new podcast app that has our podcast on it uh, but mainly the main places to subscribe would be either on iTunes just search go tell us the wall podcast uh, or on Google Play music Google Play podcasts if you if you're an Android user um, or vice versa if you're you know an iPhone user then get it on the iTunes uh, and of course big shout out to Podomatic our our podcast host that is where the entire podcast gets hosted uh, so you can also check that out they have an app they have a website uh, and, and and you can subscribe and listen and consume on there as well but again on any of your favorite podcast apps uh, like pod stitcher uh, player FM was another one uh, we're working on SoundCloud and, and Spotify, so those will hopefully be coming at some point, so keep an eye out for those, because I know we're not on those yet, unless somehow the feed got picked up, and, and we're on those, because like I said, like once a week I find a new a new location that the podcast is, is kind of sitting, I guess. Um, all right, YouTube announcement, YouTube announcement, uh, the, I was going to say drum roll, there's no drum roll for this, but we're working on some new content new content uh, for the YouTube channel. And what this is going to be is, is a section within the YouTube channel. And so if you search Go Tell to the Wall uh, on YouTube, you will get to the channel. Uh, but there's going to be, a, a, it's a section within. If you're familiar with YouTube, you know there's sections. And we're going to add a section that's called Go Tell It to the Baby. That's right. Go Tell It to the Baby. And we're going to have tips for new parents, new fathers, new mothers, new everything, new caretakers, whatever it might be. Um, and this is just kind of a compilation of, of stuff that I have learned over my 11 months of, of being a father and, and raising a child um, and everything else. And these are just kind of fun tips, funny stories and everything else. And I might have a little bit of a teaser one for this, this podcast itself. But keep an eye out for that on the YouTube channel. As soon as we can get all the content populated and everything recorded and edited and stuff, that's going to be coming soon. Go tell it to the baby, so keep an eye out for that as well. Um, I want to I want, I want to talk about there's going to, I'm still hashing this out, but I want to talk about kind of a new segment that we're working on. 
Uh, and I was a little bit inspired by the the uh, that cat call Instagram account that was created by by the young lady who was constantly getting cat called and she was taking selfies with her cat callers and everything else. Um, well, I almost on a daily basis, I am out walking with my 11 month old uh, around a neighborhood in Los Angeles called Highland Park, really, and and around that area, northeast Los Angeles um, is is the area that I live in, and constantly. I have to have my head on a swivel. Now, I've, I've, I have been a, uh, I was a track runner. I was a triathlete. I have done a lot of bike riding in the city. I've done a lot of running around the city and everything else. It becomes a whole new ball game when you're pushing your 11-month-old daughter in a stroller. And people are crazy. And people are running stop signs and just don't have no, no regard for, for safety or any of that stuff. So what we're going to do is work on, I don't know if it's going to be Instagram, Facebook. We will probably include it in the actual podcast itself. Uh, we're going to start calling these people out. You know, and I once we start building this, I want to encourage you out there, wall fans, to capture these things. If you see someone being an idiot, now I'm not talking you're you're driving on the freeway and someone's being an idiot, and you pull out your phone and you you have your phone out when you shouldn't be having your phone out because that's something that will definitely fall into this realm of what are you doing? You just don't care. You're just skirting the law and you don't care about anyone else's safety. You know, I always I always say this out loud, like when I when I run into these people or I see them on the street, I'm like, I'm sorry, I didn't realize, like to myself. I didn't realize you were that much more important than me, you know, and that's really what it is. I have to like be super defensive when I'm walking my daughter. Um, and, and like I said, I've done this running around the city, like everything. It's a whole new ball game. And, and you realize it even more when you're, you're taking care of another life, you know, not just, just not, it's not just my own. I mean, I've bounced off hoods of cars. This has happened. It, it, it's just kind of the way it is when, when you're doing those things. Um, but I'm, I want to start calling these people out on it. So, for example, when people just like like the other day, this guy just pulls out in the, in the intersection as I like as I'm starting to go, running a stop sign, and then stops and like looks at me, and I'm like, "Hi," and those are the times where I want people to just snap a picture, snap a picture of the idiot, and we're gonna call them out on this. I don't know how legal this is, but honestly, I just don't care because the bottom line is they're breaking the law. You see that dude at a stoplight and you're waiting at the crosswalk and he's just he's on his phone and driving around not paying attention. Snap a picture. Snap a picture. We're going to add them all to this channel. Again, still working on if it's going to be Instagram or for or Facebook. Um, but again, we'll include it in the show as well. So that's going to be coming soon. Keep an eye out for that. And I teased it on the teaser video. If you're watching the teaser video or if you watch that first before you're watching this video or you watch it before you're listening to the podcast. And that would be re the return of the style segment this week. I retired it months ago when we unveiled the have passion hashtag because I felt that I couldn't criticize how people are dressing, you know, just dress how you want, dress how you want. Well, we got to a point where I can't just sit back and say, wear what you want, wear that, because what we're going to talk about in the style segment is ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And sometimes people just need to stop full respect, wear whatever you want, you know, as long as you're not being inappropriate, you know, curse words on your shirt in front of kids or whatever it might be, wear what you want. Uh, but don't be ridiculous like this particular style instance. And we're going to talk about it shortly. Return of the style segment, probably just for this week. It'll come out. That's the thing. That's the beauty of a podcast As I just like throw segments out. Hey, I don't got anything, this, you know, and I add them back in. So when I see some ridiculous style again after this week, that is probably when we'll have the style segment in again in the future. All right, moving along, moving along. A little social. Oh, you know what? Before we do that, especially because Kevin is on the live feed right now, uh, the beer of the week, the beer of this week. I actually posted it. I posted it Wednesday of this week. I've been trying to do it on Mondays. I even had a reminder from Bridget on Monday, and I still forgot. I even had the beer 
on Monday. And the reason I had the beer on Monday is we had a little little Red River Rivalry barbecue on Saturday. And my good friend Kevin, who I have talked about on the show and gave him a big thank you in the anniversary show as well, actually brought over some really nice beer. Uh, so I saved one for the podcast because I enjoy it and I wanted to share it with all of you. So thank you, Kevin. Uh, this week I have a North Coast Brewing Company Acme California Pale Ale. For those of you on the live feed, you can see that, the Acme. Funny story about this is I've seen this beer before. In fact, I've seen it um, specifically, and I think this might be where Kevin got it because uh, he, he knows the neighborhood real well. It's, it's, there's a, a old-fashioned soda shop right near us. And I've seen this beer in there. And honestly, I thought this was like another brewery uh, because the way North Coast Brewing is, they don't just they, like, they don't put their individual brewery logo like f- front and center of all their bottles and beers and stuff. So I actually didn't even realize until Saturday that this was a North Coast Brewing beer. We've had North Coast on the podcast before. They had that weird beer that I didn't like. Um, we've also had the Prankster. I think maybe a couple others too. I'm a big North Coast Brewing fan. Uh, and I'm a fan of this one as well. It's the Acme California Pale Ale. It is not as hoppy as an IPA, uh, but it does still have a little little paleness to it. So check it out if you like a pale ale, um, and, and especially if you don't like the, the super pale ale, like the IPAs or the double IPAs, the, XP, the XPAs. Yeah, I thought so. It was from Galco's. Uh, Kevin's just confirming where he got it and i've seen it there as well um so check this one out acme california pale ale from north coast brewing company i like it i recommend it it's a nice it's a nice like uh daytime beer as well because it's got flavor but it's not super super strong all right moving along that was a lot for the beer just to point out the beer probably because i like this one it's north coast brewing and i like north coast it's, that's what happens we tangented there tangented a little bit it happens oh, i'm gonna have to fix i just redlined on my freaking monitor here oh it happens all right moving on to social moving on to social all right i don't have a lot of social this week i just like to try to find the funny stuff and there's a little bit of funny stuff but i want to point out some ridiculousness here uh, and, and hopefully no one from Facebook is monitoring right now because they will probably cut me off uh, because I've been feuding with Facebook uh, really for the past like year or so now. I continue to use them because I'm old, uh, and really that's where most of our fans engage is on Facebook. And I, I enjoy a lot of aspects of Facebook. But I've really been battling with them for the past year or so over their newsfeed uh, algorithm, the newsfeed algorithm and, and the fact that I can't see stuff. And then when we're trying to promote the podcast, uh, you can't get like stuff's not getting seen. It's just it's just not. Um, and that's why I have a couple different people working to get all this stuff seen. But I've been battling with them. I say battling. I've been complaining and doing research and everything else battling with them. It's not like I'm getting Mark on the phone. Mark, fix the damn feet. No, 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 no. Just been battling with it. Uh, and. An announcement came out this week, which is ridiculous because clearly they have issues. And it's not just me. I've heard this from other people that, you know, how how their newsfeed, the newsfeed algorithm is just all screwed up. and doesn't make any sense. And you're not getting your most recent stuff. You're not seeing stuff from all of your friends and whatnot. Um, and therefore, you're not seeing everything from Go Tell to Wall podcast, whatever that might be, you know. Uh, well, this week they announced a new newsfeed. That's right. Facebook is unveiling a new newsfeed. So an additional news feed from your most recent and your top stories or whatever the hell that junk is. What they're doing is uh, a new Facebook feed called Facebook's Explore feed. Because we needed another feed with a terrible algorithm. And this one, the, this one gets even more ridiculous. Because what this is, this isn't even a Facebook feed 
of pages that you've liked of your friends or anything, what this is is recommended pages and friends. So you'll click on this feed and you're going to see people you don't even know, pages you don't even know what the hell they're doing or anything like that. But clearly there's a demand to scroll through more crap, more crap. I don't think there is Facebook. I just, I, I, I feel like there's not a demand for this. There's not a demand. You know what it is? And here's what it is. And I'll tell you this because Facebook constantly sends me coupons to boost, boost ads uh, for Go Tell Us The Wall podcast. So what they're going to do is all these boosted ads, they're going to go into this Explore feed. So people are going to be paying money for it to go into this feed that nobody wants to look at anyway. Nobody, nobody's going to look at this. Nobody. I mean, my mother might click on it, you know, but no, no influencers and people that, you know, no, no, we don't need another feed. You're already losing people, Facebook. You're already losing people. I mean, you'd probably lose more except the fact that you can't really completely delete. You can never officially completely delete your Facebook profile. Uh, so for all the conspiracy theorists out there, have fun with that. Uh, it doesn't freak me out. I can see how it might freak conspiracy theorists out or whatever. But that's what it is. Facebook's giving us new stuff that we don't need or want really for no reason. No, no benefit to the consumer. Now, I use consumer as a retail term, but no benefit to the consumer. Think about that. This is what, there's, a, there's an old term, and I used to use this quite a bit, and I haven't used it in a little while. You know what Facebook is doing right now? They are polishing a turd. They are polishing a turd. Instead of making it better, they're just polishing it, and it's useless because no one wants a polished turd. I mean, maybe someone does. Someone out there, man. There's a bunch of sickos in the world. Orange Menace probably likes polished turds. He pro I, I bet Orange Menace has some poor son of a bitch that has to sit there for when he comes out of the bathroom and has to go polish his turds. I could see that as something the Orange Menace would do. God, I said I wasn't going to talk about the Orange Menace this week. I'm just, I'm over him, you know? I think everybody's over him. Unless you're, unless you're a psychopath and you think he's doing good things because you are a psychopath thinking that he's doing good things and that his megalomaniac sociopathic tendencies are not a bad thing for the country, uh, you have something wrong with your head, period. Uh, go ahead and unsubscribe. Unlike the page, everything else, we've been losing listeners left and right because they agree with the Orange Menace and don't realize that he is... Ooh, almost let the F-bomb go there. Don't realize how terrible of a human being he is. But it's okay. I'm okay with losing those people. Um... And that's where all of you come in that are listening out there. Continue sharing. Share with your friends that realize the Orange Menace is a complete asshole and shouldn't be running this country uh, because we are losing listeners. I've lost, not lost, but I've, I've been blocked by family members, as a matter of fact. Yeah, it happens. Honest to God. And I wasn't even talking bad about the Orange Menace. You, you, this is the ridiculousness of the world we live in. When you get blocked on social media for literally using common sense, literally using common sense, and then people spew back stuff that is completely inaccurate, and then you use common sense, and then you get blocked. Yeah, this is my life now. This is my life now. Never really gotten blocked. I don't think I've ever got... The only time I've ever gotten blocked before all of that on Facebook uh, was by scorned ex-girlfriends or young ladies that I've dated or whatever it might have been, um, and really that, that's fine, <laughs> block me, block me, even that was just once or twice, it's, ugh, I've never been blocked because people found me offensive, but apparently idiots find me offensive now, and, and I can be offensive, don't get me wrong on that, I can be offensive, and you can tell me about it, but don't tell me I'm being offensive by, by using common sense and calling a spade a spade and calling an orange menace an orange menace, 
I just, I can't, I won't accept that. We're not even going to debate it. There's just no debate. There's none. See, tangented, a little tangent there. Orange Menace tangent. I feel like it should be an Orange Menace dance break. See, if I had more people in the studio, I'd keep them out of here because then people would keep me in line and like it just wouldn't be as off the wall and we wouldn't go off the rails as quickly, but maybe it should be like an Orange Menace dance break. Every time we have to talk about the stupidity of the Orange Menace, like everyone in the studio just gets up and dances. I feel like that was on a TV show or something. I don't know. More social, though. More social. This one actually just came, this one came up as I was putting together segments, uh, finishing up putting together segments for the show tonight. Kevin will appreciate this. Kevin is on the live feed. So, the Los Angeles Dodgers are playing the Chicago Cubs right now in the American, uh, National League Championship Series. So, if the Dodgers win tonight, they're going to move on to the World Series. If the Cubs win, then they've got to play some more games and see who goes on to the World Series, for those of you that aren't sports fans. The reason this isn't in the sports section is because this came up on social uh, social media and social platforms, like, honest to God, like two hours ago. So, I open up Facebook, and I'm, I'm looking for something, uh, whatever it was. Um... And I see something. And let me just give you a little bit of background. The Dodgers, they have a, uh, and Kevin maybe, can, I can't remember his position because I am a Red Sox fan. Uh, they have a player named Enrique Hernandez. Enrique Hernandez. Uh, and I believe today, did he hit the Grand Slam, Kevin? Uh, so a Dodger hit a, hit a Grand Slam. I'm assuming it's Enrique Hernandez. So as I go to open up my Facebook feed, I see a bunch of Dodgers fans posting nothing but his name with maybe like an exclamation point behind it. Not his name, Enrique. They were posting his nickname, which happens to be Kike. Kike. Now, the way they spell Kike is K-I-K-E. Now, I know his nickname, and it took me a second as I'm scrolling through Facebook and wondering why everyone is posting K-I-K-E. Now, of course, I realized it and said, oh, Kike. He must have hit that Grand Slam. I knew the Dodgers had hit a Grand Slam. Didn't know who did it. Oh, Kike must have hit the Grand Slam. Then I went, you know what? <laughs> There's probably a lot of people out there, especially if you're not a Dodgers fan, that don't know who Kike Hernandez is. You know? Now, and I don't know the spelling of the insensitive term that can be thrown around, but that's immediately went, went to my head when I saw that in the feed. For the first few seconds, and I went, oh, <laughs> Kike Hernandez. So, Dodgers fans, be careful out there. Now, this can obviously be explained. This isn't like a big, this isn't some big controversy or anything. <laughs> but just keep that in mind that your 90-year-old grandmother back in Alabama might not know who Kike Hernandez is and might wonder why you're posting K-I-K-E, especially with a big colorful background like you can do now on Facebook. Saw a couple of those, too. Uh, but be excited for Kike and the Dodgers. I know when this podcast started... We talked about how I was cheering for the Cubs to win the World Series and how my first baseball game ever was actually a Cubs game, despite the fact that I'm a Red Sox fan. Well, the Cubs got their chance last year, and for the city of Los Angeles, uh, for, for many of the Dodgers players, and as well as many of my friends such as Kevin and many other friends that I have that are Los Angeles natives or just Dodgers fans in general, we are cheering for the Dodgers here at Go Tell It to Wall Podcast and hoping, really, I mean, did, they're going to go to the World Series. I, I said, I've been saying it for quite a while now. Um, they're probably going to have a little bit of a challenge when they get there, but they're going to go to the World Series and we'll be cheering for them to, to bring home a World Series uh, for the city of Los Angeles. I can actually cheer for the Dodgers. I don't hate the Dodgers, 
really dislike the Lakers. So I don't. I there's nothing going to get me to cheer for the Lakers, uh, and there's nothing going to get me to char- cheer for the Orange County Chargers either. Uh, because I I hated the Chargers when they're in San Diego. I don't care that they're in Orange County uh, and stop calling them the LA Chargers because they play in Orange County. They literally it's now I'm exaggerating. They don't actually play in Orange County. It's technically LA County, uh, but it's not City of Los Angeles. Uh, so you know maybe back it up a little bit here, Chargers. Uh, but I can cheer for the jo- Dodgers and I will cheer for the Dodgers. I ain't cheering for the Kings. I'm not, just not doing it. All right, moving along. Moving along. I put this one in social because I actually didn't even know what the hell this was until I started seeing it pop up in social media like crazy. There's a little company called LuLaRue. LuLaRue, LuLaRue. I think it's LuLaRue. I I can't get the pronunciation correct. Uh, This is a, it's a, I guess a fashion, fashion company. Um, They specialize in like skirts and, and leggings. Um, and when this had first started coming out, and I'd, I'd seen, and I think it'd been out for a while before I knew anything about it. Um, basically, what it is is, if, if you if you were alive in the '80s, do you remember the old Tupperware parties? That's what it is, you know. So you have people uh, that buy a bunch of product, and then they have these parties, or they sell, you know. And now with social media, I believe they've started selling them like on social media and stuff, uh, which is that's fine. And I guess there's a big demand for the, these products. I, you know, I'm not familiar with the products. There's a big demand. Uh, there's leggings, which I like. I, I own at least like a dozen pairs of leggings. So I, you know, but those come out for ten days a year when I'm out in the middle of the desert. That thing in the desert, you know. Um, but they've been hit recently with a lawsuit, and it's funny because the lawsuit is led by the lawyer who sued Orange Menace University, Trump University, and he, it's funny because he's calling out similarities uh, between this lawsuit and the one with Trump University. Now, I, I think he's reaching there a little bit, pulling the whole lawyer thing, and, oh, let me throw this hot-button term in here, and then everyone's going, oh, my God, it's, oh, my... No, I, you know, I think he's getting a little ahead of himself there. But it has come to light that, because you hear this word, this, this term pyramid scheme, and everyone kind of backs away from it, you know? Uh, and, like, Amway was, like, the original pyramid scheme, you know? Um, which made people a lot of money because they, you know, have naming rights for a freaking basketball arena in Orlando. So, uh, they, uh, thank you, uh, (laughs) thank you, Bridget. And Bridget is here, ladies and gentlemen, LuLaRue specializes in overpriced crap and getting people to hound their friends to buy from them. Uh, yes, this is what I'm hearing a lot of. And as I was looking through this article, I was learning that. So thank you, Bridget, um, for calling a spade a spade. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, but the interesting thing is it is it is a bit of a pyramid scheme because you're getting product to really sell to your friends and throw these parties or, you know, post on social media and get f- friends and, and relatives or whatever to buy more. Um, and that's, that's a, it's a pyramid scheme. And, in fact, they have different levels that makes it very obvious that it's a pyramid scheme. The ridiculous thing and the thing that this, this lawsuit is centering around is, is them just not being honest with their uh, what they they call them consultants, like the first that's the first level that you're in uh, when when you come when you join Lularoo or whatever Lularoo whatever Lularoo Lularoo I don't know whatever it is. Uh, but the thing that they kind of killed everyone with, and this is because it's like you know you're getting a new pyramid scheme. Like that's fine. I, you know I'm not big on pyramid schemes. Herbalife made a lot of people a lot of money. Like I said, Amway has made a lot of people a lot of money. Like the Tupperware parties back in the '80s and '90s, they seem to be successful. I, you know I don't I don't know. Um, so I don't mean to talk bad about them. The kicker here for me, 
uh, was, well, two things, actually, because I will say, and that's why uh, where Bridget pointed out uh, that overpriced junk is the quality is not worth the price. So that's one thing. The other thing is it costs a minimum of $5,000 for you to even start selling this stuff. So you got to put in $5,000 and then they give you $5,000 worth of product. Well, when LuLaRue first came out, they had a 100% money back guarantee. So you had to spend that $5,000, but if you didn't sell it all, you could send stuff back and get your money back. Well, they changed that a few months ago. And they basically just stiffed a bunch of their consultants, their pyramid people, whatever, you know, different levels they are, uh, with a bunch of extra product that these people thought they could just return. And that's the kicker for me on this is it's one thing, you know, first of all, be forthright that it is a pyramid scheme. I realize that's kind of a weird term and people back away from it. But the, th the bottom line is just be honest what it is. And then if you're going to offer something, you can't just take it away, especially when you're talking about people that are. And that's the thing is. I was looking at something. They actually have um, like 80,000. Gosh, I don't have the numbers right in front of me. But it was funny because they have like 250,000 Instagram followers. And then they have 80,000 like salespeople, people that have this product. And a little quick math there. That's like three to one. That's like three to one. And that would have to mean that everyone on Instagram is actually buying these things. Now, granted, I know there's stuff being sold, but it's just, if you look at the numbers here, someone's being dishonest. It's kind of like when we talked about Uber and how their math just doesn't add up, you know, and drivers really aren't getting paid what they think they're getting paid. It's kind of the same thing here. So, wall fans, anyone out there in social media world, just be aware of what you're doing, you know? And I'm not saying don't go buy this. I, I will say... Be cautious if you're joining them and you're buying a bunch of product, like $5,000 worth of product. That's where you want to get cautious. That's where the flag should go up. I mean, whoa, wait a minute. I thought this was, you know, that's where the flag should go up. Uh, so watch out for LuLaRue. And um, I've heard from multiple people, including on-air uh, producer Bridget, that it is not the highest quality stuff. Not the highest quality stuff. Ain't nobody hounding me to buy it, but it is uh, not the highest quality stuff from from what I've what I've read, what I've heard, and what we have right in front of us here on the live feed. Thanks to Bridget. All right, TV, film, and books. TV, film, and books. Mm. It's Thursday when I record this. It is Thursdays that we record this, regardless of when you listen to it. Record <laughs> it is Thursday. the 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 audio for the actual podcast doesn't even go up till Friday, but it's Thursday. Which means that Mr. Robot, the second episode of season three was on last night. I got up this morning and watched it. And I will tell you right now, you can quote me on it, and I will stand by it 100%. I don't think everyone has to agree with me, so don't get me wrong there. Mr. Robot, best show on television, in my opinion. Hands down, best show on television. If you're not watching this show, you need to be watching it. If you haven't watched it yet, go back, start on season one, and watch it. Absolutely. The crazy thing is, right now... Like, start watching a couple years ago. Not as scary then. There's a lot of stuff that's like, oh, oh, oh my, oh my. Like I said, the monologue, I talked about it last episode. It's on another level. Um, Sam Ishmael is is just, is a freaking genius. Uh, Rami Malek is honestly, I've said previously, one of the best uh, best characters I've ever, 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 ever seen. I haven't seen him in a lot of stuff. It's Mr. Robot, and I think he was in he was in like Night at the Museum or something. He's gonna be Freddie Mercury in in that uh, that biopic that's coming out at some point. Uh, so we'll get to see more of him. But 
please, please, please at least check out Mr. Robot. Best show on television right now. Um, and if you don't have cable, you can... Uh, oh my gosh, Bridget went to high school with Ramey. How did I not know this, Bridget? Can you, can you get him on the show? <laughs> Our on-air producer went to school with the star of my favorite show on television... Speaking of my favorites, so check out check out Mr. Robot. I implore all of you at least check it out. I'm not like I said. I'm not saying that everyone out there has to think it's the best show on television. To me, best show on television, hands down. I, I like I'm I always, I'm always like oh Game of Thrones can't come back. No, this is on another 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 level. Like another level. Um, all right. Speaking of favorites. There was something I was avoiding last week, and I wasn't avoiding it because I didn't want to talk about it. I just I. It was, it was just, I wanted to know how to approach it. And thankfully, speaking of favorites, uh, my favorite director this week made it very much easier for me to, uh, to approach it and, and to talk about it. And I'm not even going to get into details or anything. Uh, and that would be Mr. Harvey Weinstein. We all know he's a piece of shit. We all know he needs to be run out of Hollywood. We all know that there's no place for anything that he did. There just isn't. The thing is, and the thing is, I don't even want to say it was it, it was tough when this came out, because it wasn't tough. No, the guy's bad. The reason it was weird is because of his associations with other people, namely my favorite director of all time, who would be Kevin Smith. The reason I went to film school, the reason I really got into to Hollywood, for those of you, you know, if you need that, that buzzword, Hollywood, oh my God, Kike just hit another home run. <laughs> Is, is Facebook going to be flooded with K-I-K-E again? I probably is. Let me know what's happening out there, wall fans. Um, anyway, so Kevin Smith, the reason I was film school, the reason I got into Hollywood, the reason I wanted to really do anything like that. I saw Clerks in the 90s, and I went, holy shit, that's a movie. You can make a movie like that, and it can be successful, and people can love it. Because I am a, I'm a comedy dialogue-based guy. I, you know, Special effects are great and all that other stuff. But imagine, you know, growing up in the 80s and 90s, especially if you had any interest in being a filmmaker whatsoever, you saw Steven Spielberg, George Lucas, all this other stuff, uh, 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 Francis Ford Coppola, huge Hollywood productions, huge special effects, everything else. I mean, think of Apocalypse Now, Jesus, E.T. Like, no, that wasn't stuff that you could just make. Star Wars, for God's sake. We're going to talk about Star Wars here shortly. Um, so that's what, that's what Kevin Smith was for me. And his association with... With Harvey Weinstein is Miramax actually bought Clerks and distributed Clerks and then went on to distribute multiple of his other movies. Harvey Weinstein specifically signed Kevin Smith and bought his movies. Again, there's no excuse for Harvey Weinstein. None whatsoever. The problem is the association. And that's where Kevin Smith really hit the nail on the head. If you're not familiar with Kevin Smith, uh, everyone, everyone in the world sh needs to have seen Clerks. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and tell you you need to see every other movie. You need to have seen Clerks, period. Um, but he came out. He's, he, Kevin Smith also has a couple podcasts. He's a big podcaster. Big time. Like, he's one of the more popular like podcasters out there. And he addressed this recently on his podcast. And he talked about how he was trying to think of what to do. Because Harvey Weinstein's name is on a lot of his movies. Miramax is on a lot of his movies. The company that Harvey Weinstein started, that Disney now owns, as a matter of fact. Um, which is funny, because as I'm saying this, and you're hearing a lot of this coming out right now. 
you know, this is commonplace in Hollywood and it is, I've experienced it. In fact, I've experienced it and I can tell you right now that it is still happening at a very, 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 very large, very, very supposedly family friendly company that might use a mouse as their main logo spokesperson or whatever. That is literally happening there right now. Literally. I've heard stories of it firsthand. And I've actually seen... I don't want to say that I was sitting there silent on anything, but I saw something that could... If you if you had seen other things that a particular person had been doing, could be construed as harassment. Not enough for me to, to then... Because we only hear stories, but I do know for a fact that this is happening still at the Walt Disney Company. It's happening. Now... I'm pretty sure it's happening elsewhere. It's just, I can tell you for a fact that it's happening there and nothing's being done about it. So if all you, if, if, if anyone out there thinks, oh, we're taking care of Harvey Weinstein, well, we got it. No, it is so deeply ingrained that this is going to take 20, 30, 40 years. And even then it's not going to be done. It's just not. But what Kevin Smith did was something good. He did something good. Now, he made a lot of money. Uh, partly because of Harvey Weinstein. Now we can say that maybe someone else might have bought it, whatever else. He made a lot of money. He's not going to give back all that money. It was 20 years ago. What he is going to do is, in the film business, the television business, music business, really mo- any, any entertainment business, they have this thing called residuals. So when a Kevin Smith DVD is sold, Kevin Smith gets a little cut of that. You know, When, when something is downloaded, bought on iTunes, he gets a little cut of that. Product related to a movie, he gets a little cut of that. So what he did was said that all of his residuals, all of his residual checks from all of those Miramax films that had anything to do with Harvey Weinstein is going to a little organization called Little. An organization, not Little. An organization called Women in Film. It's a nonprofit that helps women coming up in the industry to achieve their dreams. That is their boilerplate. Uh, So essentially they're helping women that are trying to break into the film industry. Kevin Smith is giving all of his residuals from all those films Two women in film. Here's the kicker on it. In addition to that, he said that if his residuals drop off because the Weinstein company's not doing well, he'll give an additional $2,000 a month for the rest of his life to women in film. $2,000. He doesn't have to do this. Kevin Smith wasn't guilty of any of this. He was simply guilty of being associated with someone that he didn't realize. And I believe him when he says he didn't, you, you hear all these things. I mean, we all knew it as a young film student, Miramax was, that was the place you wanted to get to. You wanted to get there because they let you, they let you make the films you wanted to do. You know, that wasn't the, that wasn't the, the Walt Disney studios. That wasn't any Sony. That wasn't any of these other paramount. That, that was the, that was a scruffy little studio that, that put out great product and let you have your creative freedom. So that's why it's tough. And good on you, Kevin Smith, for doing this. For doing this. Because he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to. But he knows. And we need more people that have that kind of thinking in Hollywood. Not like Woody Allen. No. We don't need more of you, Woody Allen. We don't. I'm sick of it. Sick of it. So good on you, Kevin Smith. Good on you. That's all I can say. And that's why I'm wearing my Askew Productions shirt this evening is because good on you. And I'm proud to say that I went to film school because of Kevin Smith. Proud of it. Because 
A lot of his movies might be fart jokes and stoner movies, but that's a real individual right there. That's a real individual right there. All right, moving along. Star Wars. I'm going to talk a little Star Wars just briefly. I don't have a lot to I, like. I can't keep up with uh, can't keep up with Star Wars. There's too much in that whole universe. I mean, I'll see the movies at some point, but I do want to call them out on this. So they introduced like a few weeks ago these little birds. They're called porgs or something. Porgs. They're like little little penguins, little penguin thingies. Clearly a marketing ploy to sell product. Let's get that out of the way right now. Disney is trying to sell more product just like they did with that other Android that's like the BB9. It's the same thing. It's just it's the dark side Android. Well, now they're doing it with porgs. These stupid little birds that hop around or whatever. They're going to hop around all around the ship. You know, I think there's a production still of, of Chewy and a porg. You know, oh, it's so cute. Oh, yes, Disney needs to, to sell more products so they can make more money off of this franchise that they are just destroying. Destroying. I have this question for you, wall fans. How is that any different from Ewoks? How is that any different from stupid little furry things? And personally, I don't have anything against Ewoks. This isn't me. This is everyone freaks out about Return of the Jedi. You know, Empire Strikes Back is the best. And Return of the Jedi could have been good, but they put these stupid little Ewoks in there. These furry little things that are smaller and don't speak English or speak whatever language in the Star Wars. Like, right? I'm, somebody help me out here because I'm failing to understand the difference. And here's the thing. Everyone's freaking out about the Porgs. Porg. Oh, my God, the Porgs, the Porgs, the Porgs, the Porgs. Take your goddamn Disney glasses off. Take the goddamn Disney glasses off and realize that they're messing with you. They're messing with you. This is so you can, they can sell your kids 18 of these Porgs. They're going to sell you little action figure Porgs. They're going to sell you some plush Porgs. They're going to sell you Porg t-shirts, Porg lunchboxes. It's a shame. It's a shame that they are just destroying this franchise. They're destroying it. It's no different than Ewoks. It's no different than Ewoks. It's just not. And you're not gonna you're not gonna convince me otherwise because it's not it's not any different than Ewoks. It's just not. Gosh, I gotta close. It. I got this Kevin Smith article open and it's on Perez Hilton. I got it from Perez Hilton. I don't know why the hell I ended up on Perez Hilton, uh, but it was a nice write up from Perez Hilton. But his things like messing up my all of my stuff going on here. It's constantly moving. All right, that's enough Perez Hilton. And that's enough porgs. Well, we're gonna be anti porg. Until my daughter has to have one, then we'll probably have a stupid little porg, porgs, anti-porgs. All right, I actually have a little bit of book this week. <laughs> Not interesting book news. Not interesting book news, but I do have a uh, uh, an interesting thing. So apparently, Barnes and Nobles still kind of exist. Now we had to return a book that a friend had bought for Zofia. Uh, we had two of them because we'd already had that book. My wife goes, okay, let's find a Barnes and Noble. So I'm looking for Barnes and Noble. And most of these fell. I remember when Barnes and Noble was super popular, when you had to go to bookstores and you couldn't just like open a Kindle. Like I'm all about books. Um, thing is, I just don't like carrying stuff. I download them on my Kindle. I just, I do it. I'm, you know, I'm probably a bad reader, whatever it might be. So I go to look at Barnes and Noble. And apparently Barnes and Noble, even though they've been struggling over the past few years, has only, in, in the Los Angeles area, has only put themselves in the most expensive, most popular areas. So if you're familiar with Los Angeles, I had to go to the Americana in Glendale on a freaking Sunday. It was horrible. Now, the bookstore is nice. I like the Barnes & Noble. It's just funny because it's been that long since I've been to a Barnes & Noble. 
and I kind of knew they still existed, but, and it was extra weird because we walked in and as soon as you get past like the initial registers, there's a whole vinyl section. <laughs> then there's a CD section and then there's a DVD and I was going, whoa, this is just, this is just where media types go. Like, uh, oh gosh, what's the word? Media types. I get media types of media, but there's a word I'm looking for there. This is where media goes to die. Like dead mediums, you know? Um, and it's funny because we go upstairs and I was enjoying it. I've got, we've got our daughter with us and she's looking around at all the books and stuff. My wife's looking at books. My wife very much loves bookstores. Um, and we got her got some books for Zofia, you know, which is great because like, I'm not giving her a Kindle. She needs the colors and the pictures and everything else. They call them board books, especially at her age. Um, but I found the, I found the whole thing amusing. And then as I'm looking around at the bookstore, I'm realizing, because I remember it used to be a big thing when you got a book deal. Like, oh, I got a book deal. I got a book deal. You know, and it was like, wow, that's quite an accomplishment. As I'm looking around Barnes & Noble in Glendale, I realized that that's probably not much of an accomplishment anymore because it seems like they're just giving books to anybody. Specifically, a gentleman named Jake Paul. And we have talked about the useless waste of space Jake Paul and how he basically just terrorizes people. And none of his stuff makes any sense, but 14-year-old girls love him and then mothers go and take those 14-year-old girls to the house and they love him too. And apparently, even though he's really just a jackass, he's just being a jackass. And not like the MTV show that was moderately funny back in the 90s. No, he's just an, he's just an asshole. Well, he has a book. He has a book. So I'm walking through. We're actually leaving. Walking through, I look up, I'm like, oh, no, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. It's on one of the high, sh- like, the shelves, you know, right, kind of right out in front, down one of the aisles. I stop, and I'm like, hmm, this kid doesn't need his book right out in front. That's funny, because there's a picture of his face right on the front. I was like, let me just turn this around, because kids don't need to be influenced by this book. I turn it around, and the front's like a headshot. The back is, is a shirtless pic of him, and I just went, you got to be effing kidding me. You got to be effing kidding me. So I took all the books right next to it, and I put those on top of the Jake Paul books because I went, you know what? We don't need to dumb it down America anymore. We already put the orange menace in the office. We don't need to make people dumber. We just don't. So Jake Paul, I really don't care, but your book's terrible. I didn't have to read it at all. I really didn't even have to look at it. Someone just said Jake Paul has a book. I said, that's terrible. That's terrible. Um, And so parents out there, don't let your children read crap like that. Don't let your children read crap. Just don't. It's not healthy for them. All right, moving on to some music. And this one's not even music, but it is music, but it's not, but it is, but it's not. And that would be Mr. Tom DeLonge. Tom DeLonge, Dom, Tom DeLonge. It's pronounced different ways because he's ridiculous. He used to be one of the front men for Blink-182. He was the guitarist and one of the lead singers for Blink-182, if you're not familiar with him. Which you should be because I've talked about him on the show. I've talked about Blink-182. of all this stuff. Means you just gotta go. Oh, we got fireworks going off outside. Highland Park. Um, but Tom DeLonge. If you're not familiar with it, he can, he left Blink-182 and he's basically a bit of an alien conspiracy theorist. Like, aliens. Wow, the fireworks are really going off outside. Kevin, did the Dodgers just win the freaking game? The Dodgers just won the freaking game, so now I gotta listen to fireworks for the rest of the night. Thank you. Thank you, Los Angeles. Thank you. Yeah, we're in the middle of freaking fire season, and I got to listen to fireworks outside. Freaking fire season. Don't burn down the goddamn fucking city, guys. God. Honest to God. I, like, it blows my freaking mind. Uh, we, we won a baseball game. Let's burn shit down. Get out of here. All night, I'm going to have to deal with this now. All night, I'm going to have to deal with this. 
all freaking night. God, it's make me second guess cheering for the Dodgers. I'm sorry, Kevin. I I love you, and I love you, Kevin. But this is making me second guess it. I need to get the hell out of Los Angeles for this this World Series stuff. It's making me second guess that. <sighs> sorry, Facebook fans. Sorry, podcast fans. Um, that's ridiculous. We are like we just had a fire a half mile away like last week. Half mile away from here, and these idiots are out here with fireworks. Give me a fucking break. So much for no F-bombs this week. Maybe if idiots living in the neighborhood didn't start setting off fireworks during fire season, they wouldn't have to drop F-bombs. Anyway, Tom DeLonge, he left Blink-182 because he's an alien conspiracy theorist. Not illegal aliens like the Orange Menace is trying to keep out, uh, but like space aliens, like E.T. E.T. He's been on this crazy run about how he's looking for aliens and everything else. Well, he started a crowdfunding campaign. It's already raised $380,000. And the interesting thing is what he's raising money for. And I'm not going to get into all of the exact, like the details of it and stuff, but they're basically trying to build an electromagnetic vehicle to travel instantaneous through space, air, and water by engineering the fabric of space and time. Oh, Tom. Oh, Tom. How far we have come. How far we have come from... Cheshire Cat to now this. Oh, man. But maybe he'll find it. Maybe maybe like five, ten years from now we'll be like, oh, okay. You know, never know. Never know. He might be the one that finds it. You never know. But I think it's funny. <laughs> I'll be watching. I'll be watching. That's funny. We just we throw F-bombs and we get more, more watchers on the live feed. Maybe we should use more F-bombs. I swear that's why Bill Burr has listeners. All right, one more thing on music. And I just want to touch on it briefly. If you are, uh, if if you're, if you're a punk rock fan, maybe you are. I'm not a huge fan of this band, uh, but I do want to give huge props to the band Blink, uh, Blink, Sum Forty One. These crazy eighty nineties punk bands with just numbers in there. No, Sum Forty One. If you're not familiar with them, if you like punk rock, you might like them. Um, you might. I'm not worried about the Yankees. I, I'm so done with the Yankees. I, I might have to cheer for the Yankees. I got people on the live feed now because the Dodgers won. I, like, so I'm gonna have trouble. I'm gonna have trouble. I want the Dodgers to win. I don't want my house to burn down. This is it's I'm, I'm it's a catch twenty two. Anyway, seven forty one kind of they're making a big comeback. They were super popular in the nineties. They're making a big comeback. I'm not a huge fan, but I just want to give props to them because of the way they're really like like Blink, and they're a little bit of a different punk rock style, you know. Um, but they really kind of went back to their roots from the 90s. And just props to them for that. Um, Sum 41. So if you're into Sum 41, um, check them out. You'll probably like it. Um, all right. Let's move along because we're running out of time. And I have a couple more important things here. We're probably not even going to get to. Ugh. Running out of time. Fireworks outside. What is happening? But in all seriousness, congratulations to the Los Angeles Dodgers. You know, this city needs a championship. We haven't had a championship in, what, seven years? Dodgers haven't had one in 30 years. But the Lakers just won one like seven years. Wait, the Kings just won one like two years ago. <laughs> Championship-starved city. I don't think so, guys. <laughs> it's kind of like, see, I'm a Boston fan. Like, I can't, I can't complain. Like, it, people are like, oh, man, Sox, you know, they're out of the playoffs. Yeah, they just won a World Series like literally three years ago. I, we're going to be okay. We'll be okay. Talk to me when it's 86 years like it was when I was younger. Then we'll, then we can complain. Um, anyway, all right. We're going to move along to some style. Style. I am not missing this this week. 
And that would be what I tease at the top of the show, and that's the ridiculous style that is the thong jeans. That's right. It's a thing. Thong jeans. Let me explain these to you. We'll probably sh- I, actually, I don't even want to share this one on the Facebook page. Let me just explain to you what this is. Uh, and these were unveiled at a fashion show in Europe somewhere. You know, that's the thing. Is I don't care to get super into these things. I just found this so ridiculous. So ridiculous. So envision your jeans. You know, think about it, especially if you're wearing some right now. If you're driving in the car, don't look down right now. But if you're wearing some right now, think about your jeans. You know, there's kind of a front panel and then a back panel, and then there's stitching up and down the sides on the outside and on the inside, the inseam. And then there's stitching kind of like between the pockets on the butt. Kind of really any pants you're wearing. But jeans, they just happen to be a thicker stitch because it's, it's denim and it's durable. Well, now imagine you're wearing jeans that are nothing but those stitches. Imagine it. Close your eyes and imagine it. How stupid do you feel? Because you're basically wearing string. That's what you're wearing. You're wearing string. And the crazy thing is, this is probably going to be super popular. You're probably going to see it on the Nordstrom website here in the next week or so. And it's going to cost you $300 to buy some string that you can wrap around your legs. And it kind of goes up your ass, too. That's why they're thong jeans, because there is that th- seam in the middle. Yeah, this is a real thing. This is a real thing. That's why we had retired style previously. Had to bring it back for the ridiculousness that is thong jeans. Bridget, uh, is that on your Christmas list? You know, Christmas, uh, go tell us a wall Christmas gift. Thong jeans, thong jeans. <laughs> no, no, no. And nobody send those to me because I don't care. I ain't putting them on. I ain't putting them on. And I think, I think it's really only a woman thing. Oh God. I hope it's only a woman thing. Oh, oh God. I'm sorry, but just keep, you know, keep your junk to yourself. Gentlemen, keep your junk to yourself. I mean, women too. Men just happen to have something that like, if you're wearing thong jeans, you're going to have something falling out. Let's be honest there. I'm going to skip this too. Actually, I'm going to bring back style next week. (laughs) Survey says no. All right. I want to talk about something somewhat serious right now. And this isn't something I'm super passionate about, but I feel like this isn't, this is an ignorance thing and not even a stupidly ignorant thing, but it's just people, something people aren't aware of. Uh, And that is the word trigger. You know, like trigger on a gun. This word has been thrown around like crazy lately. In fact, a lot of conservatives have been throwing it around as they're trying to trigger progressives and liberals and offend them. It can be used as as you're offending someone, you know, which is fine. I'm not here to tell anyone how to speak, what words to use. Well, with obvious exceptions, you shouldn't be using hateful words. Now, trigger is not a hateful word, but I do want to point out to everyone that when you're dealing with mental illness, when you have mental illness, you're dealing with mental health problems, trigger is actually a very key word in your care. When you're speaking to someone, to a doctor, a trigger is something that will send you into a m- problems with mental illness. You know, it will send you into to a state that you don't want to be. If you have mental illness, that state that you're trying, constantly trying to stay out of. So those are triggers. You know, everyone has, if you suffer from mental illness, especially like anxiety problems or obsessive compulsive disorder, like myself, a trigger could be a certain picture that comes into your head or a certain instance that happened in life. You know, I have tons of them. I have tons of them that if I think about it at 10 o'clock at night, I do not go to bed until six o'clock in the morning and little things that really most people are able to brush off. So all of you out there, wall fans and everyone on social media, YouTube and everything else, just keep that in mind. 
I'm not t- not saying don't use this word. Everyone has the right to, and it's not offensive. It's just sometimes people that have have dealt with this for years, mental health issues for years and have gotten care for years, that word trigger can actually trigger a trigger if that makes sense. Even just that word itself can trigger a trigger. And triggers for people that have anxiety or OCD or that are bipolar or anything else, it can be the littlest thing. It can be the littlest thing. A lot of times it's something that that most people just brush off their back. For people that have mental illness, it could be a a 30-second conversation where maybe somebody said something slightly offensive or something they thought was funny but really wasn't funny. And let's say they're sitting with a group of four or five, six people. Those four, five, six people really get up and leave and never think about it again. Well, someone with mental illness with an anxiety disorder that triggers them. This has happened to me. My wife can tell you because I, I talk to her about it when it comes up. You walk away and you overanalyze something for a day, for a week, for months, months. And it may not have even been that big of a deal to anyone else. But to that person, to someone like me, or to someone that has a problem like that, that can stay with them for a very long time. So just keep those things in mind, wall fans. Again, I'm not trying to tell you how to talk. I'm not trying to tell you how to talk. But I think this it, this word is just being thrown around quite a bit. And I don't think people realize that to some people it, the word is very meaningful. And it can make you stop and think. Because when you've been dealing with mental illness and you're in getting counseling and everything else, that is a word that you hear and you know what your triggers are. So sometimes just hearing the word trigger that was triggered could make you think of your own trigger. So just keep that in mind. I just, I felt the need to talk about that. As you know, at go tell the wall. We are huge proponents of mental health, huge because it is, it is often overlooked um, and is extremely important to us as humans, as society um, and just in general. It's just in general, because there's so many people that that need help that don't get help. And then sometimes it's too late for those people to even get help. So keep that in mind. All right, I teased the Burning Man story, so I'm going to talk about this Burning Man story really briefly. I didn't even have a big one. It's actually been sitting in my notes for a couple weeks now, and I just run out of time every freaking week. Bridget's so bad with the clock, she's not keeping me in line. She's going to tease me about that one, because there is no clock. Bridget does not keep me in line. She really, well, she does, but she's not keeping me on time. (laughs) Nobody's keeping me on time. Nobody. Nobody. I could sit here for three hours, but then that would be ridiculous, and no one would listen. All right, Burning Man. Burning Man. So, Burning Man 2016. Burn. 2016. Last burn I was at, actually. My wife was out there pregnant. Uh, Like six and a half months pregnant. Very pregnant. It was a very, very different burn. Could not walk as much. I think I've mentioned this before. Um, But I do want to give a huge shout out to some neighbors of ours. And I bring this up to all of you out there, especially if you're not burners. For those of you listening or watching out there, if you've never been to the Burning Man and you think it's just a bunch of people doing drugs in the desert and that's all, it's just hedonism and all this other stuff, um, again, it can be if you want it to be, but it isn't for everyone. Um, it isn't for me in particular, uh, not necessarily my wife or maybe some people in my camp it might be, but the majority of my camp, not so much. Uh, and a good example of that is last year when my wife was very pregnant, she, obviously she couldn't drink. 
couldn't drink liquor, you know, or, or beer or anything. Couldn't drink at all. And there's a camp uh, who's in our village. They're basically like two camps down. They're always right, in, right near us within a couple camps uh, called Spanks the Monkey Bar. And they have a bar set up, and they make drinks. They have a couple signature drinks that they make. These are alcoholic drinks. They have alcohol in them. They make gallons of it. It's kind of like when you were in college and you had the uh, the jungle punch and the whatever the lemon lemon drop stuff where you're making it in like a freaking trash can. I don't know if they're making it in trash cans, but they're just making gallons of this stuff. All alcoholic. They never, ever make non-alcoholic. I mean, they have like water for themselves, but they're not giving out non-alcoholic drinks. You, you go to their camp and they're going to give you a drink. Well, again, my wife couldn't drink. So we're down there hanging out. I'm having a drink. You know, a couple campmates are having a drink. And, and I'm like, well, I can't have a drink. My wife's name's Diana. And one of their one of the campmates that we know really well goes, oh, no, 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 no. So they, for her, made the very first virgin drink from Spank the Monkey Bar. Simply because she couldn't drink. And that's what the burn is all about. That is what the burn is all about. I mean... Not what it's all about. That's just an example of what it's all about. Is We're just having fun. We're getting together, you know. Um, and <laughs> our good friend Nugget actually uh, walked her to our camp a couple doors down to get her cup because at the burn, you use your own cup. And then he walked her back, holding the cup over his head, saying, die will never go thirsty. Die will never go thirsty. And that was one of my favorite memories from the 2016 burn as well as one of my wife's favorite memories. And I bring that up just as an example to all of you again. The burn isn't just all about a bunch of drugs and drinking and debauchery and hedonism and all this other stuff. It's just not. Can be. Always say it can be. Always say it can be. All right, I'm getting short on time. Let's see what we got here. Oh, man, I got another sip of the beer. Hi, Dante. I saw that. Sneaky, sneaky. Looking at Dante from the great Give Me Motion. Uh, who's just giving me a little little feedback on the live feed there. Um, all right, we're running short on time. What do we got here? I got a little tech. I got a little sports. Hmm. Let's talk a little, just brief tech. And I hate even bringing this one up because a friend of mine, uh, a friend of mine, Seth, has actually brought this up to me before. He's always like, you always say you don't care, you know, you know, it's fine, use, use iPhones, use Apple if that's what you're into, but then you proceed to demolish Apple. <laughs> like, oh, I guess I do kind of do that sometimes. Um, and again, like I, it's more of a joking thing. I don't hate Apple. I just prefer not to use Apple stuff. <laughs> but I did find this interesting. This one just came out. And actually, Apple iPhone, uh, they, they cut their supplier order by 50% for the iPhone 8. That is the newest iPhone that just came out. They cut their supplier order by 50%, cut it in half, which is really unprecedented uh, for Apple and for the iPhone. They usually stick to their order. They sell them out like crazy, and they're ordering more and everything else. The interesting thing on top of that is that the iPhone 7 is still selling really well. In fact, after the iPhone 8 came out, the iPhone 7 sales increased slightly, increased slightly. And it got me thinking, people are finally getting hip to the fact that these phone companies, and it's not, this isn't just Apple. Apple just happens to be the example here, you know, um, Google just did it with the Pixel. It's the same thing. I was talking to my friend, uh, my friend who's, Super into Google. He has the the first Pixel. He's like, there's no reason to get the Pixel 2. <laughs> like, there's no reason. And I think that's what Apple has done here, is they've increased the price, and they've put little things into the phone. But people are getting smart to it, and they're saying, well, I don't need that phone. Give me more stuff. 
you know? So maybe these people, they're going to go, well, I'm going to buy the 7, and then if the 9 or the 10 or whatever has more stuff and makes it worth buying, then they're going to buy that one. So I find that interesting. Very interesting. And we'll see what happens. I am happy because I think people are getting wise to the fact that they're like, oh, we put a new color on this and you got to buy a new phone. Like, do I really need to spend $800 because you put a different color on it? You know, or you, you added a megapixel to your camera? Or this is the best selfie camera ever. Get out of here. Who cares? And people are getting wise to it. And that's how I am. Like, I, you know, I'm not, like I said, my friend, he's like, I, I'm not going to get the pixel. There's no reason, you know, now. I'm, you know, I will eventually get a new phone. He will eventually eventually get a new phone. And those iPhone 7 purchasers will get a new phone eventually too. But maybe we're seeing a shift in the model here. And maybe they're realizing we don't need to put out like a handset every year, you know, or every year, whatever it is, whatever their model is. I can't keep track of, of any of them, not just Apple, but all of them, you know, they're always putting out new stuff. So we'll see what happens there. I'm happy to see people getting smarter, getting smarter. All right, I've got a little bit of sports. Let's talk sports briefly because we are just about out of time. Just about out of time. Thank you all for joining on the live feed. Um, when we sign off here, I'll stay on the live feed for just a couple minutes. We'll see if there's any other interaction there as well um, before we close that out. But I do want to bring up two specific NFL players. The first one is Richard Matthews. Why am I blanking on his? Uh, he plays for the Tennessee Titans. Think I'm blanking on the team he plays for. Richard Matthews. He's a wide receiver for the Tennessee Titans. He has been standing, had been standing after Colin Kaepernick started his racial inequality uh, protest. Had been standing. Then when Orange Menace decided to get involved, he decided he was going to stay in the locker room. Now, he has no problem with standing. He prefers to stand. But he did feel like he needed to come out and speak to that respect that you can't tell people what to do, and everyone has a freedom of speech. In fact, he has, his father is a veteran, and his brother was killed in Afghanistan. His brother was killed in Afghanistan. And he came out recently and said he will quit the NFL if he is forced to stand. Quit. Now, the past couple days, Roger Goodell, the commissioner of the NFL, has come out and said he's not going to require players to stand. Recommend it, not require it. But kudos to Richard Matthews. Kudos to him. Because, and really, I can take this to heart. Because like I've said on this podcast, and I've used the hashtag take a knee and all this other stuff, I stand for national anthem. That's what I prefer to do. I 100% support anyone who wants to kneel for it. And if I was a football player, like the football player I'm going to talk about next, and people were kneeling, I would absolutely support them by putting a hand on the shoulder. And after the Orange Menace talked, I probably would have been kneeling too because he just, he that was shots fired. And if you're going to tell people they don't have a right to do something, and you're going to belittle them because you're an orange menace and you have tiny hands and you need to belittle other people, yeah, you're going to get it. You're going to get it, orange menace. So good on you, Richard Matthews. Thank you for speaking out, and thank you for making people realize, and especially, hello, his father is a veteran, was in wars. His brother was killed in Afghanistan. Do we all see that this is not about freaking soldiers or the military or the flag? Can we all see that now? No, we can't. There's a bunch of ignorant assholes in middle America that can't see it. One of them's related to me. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Get all fired up. Disrespect <laughs> me. Yeah, maybe stop shooting black dudes in the street for no reason. You know, I just, just a thought, you know. I just maybe maybe it goes two ways here. Maybe just 
Stop, stop. Can't get that fired up. It's not the theme of the show this week. Anyway, Chris Long. Chris Long. He's a defensive lineman uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles. I have a soft spot for him. He was with the Patriots last year and helped us win a Super Bowl. Actually, after the protests in Charlottesville, came out and donated a bunch of money to Charlottesville to help clean up because he actually happens to be from Charlottesville. Donated his first, like, three game checks or six, whatever it was, his first, like, three or six game checks. Well, recently he came out and said he is donating his last ten game checks to a good cause, and he's basically started his own foundation. I don't think it has a name yet, but the foundation is for education and equality. He is donating his last 10 paychecks, which is a lot of money. I didn't do the math on it. It's a ton of money. It's a lot. I mean, we're talking millions of dollars being donated to this charity, this foundation that he has created. And it's going to help education and equality. So you know what all you Orange Menace supporters out there that say, athletes shouldn't talk, stick to sports, and then they go past that and say, put your money where your mouth is. In fact, someone said that to me on social media. Like, why didn't Colin Kaepernick put his money where his mouth is? Oh, you mean like this, where he put his money where his mouth is? Yeah, no, we're good. Uh, so Chris Long, same thing, putting his money where his mouth is. He is basically playing this NFL, free, this NFL season for charity. The entire season. Charity. Charity. It's like the story in the Bible. Who gives more? Chris Long just gave everything he had. What's Orange Menace done? Yeah. Bend our country over. That's what he's done. So get out of here, people that say stick to sports and all this other bullshit. Done with it. Because you know what? The athletes are making the difference. Not those assholes sitting in Washington, D.C. More concerned about their tax cuts than the safety of the people that they're supposed to be protecting. The people that literally hired them. The people that pay their fucking salary. Get out of here. Look who's doing something. Richard Matthews, Chris fucking Long. And Colin Kaepernick. Orange Menace. Making fun of uh, making fun of military families. Yeah, yeah, Orange Menace. Oh, but Colin Kaepernick's disrespecting the military because he kneels. Not this Orange Menace sitting in Washington, D.C. Who's literally on the phone disrespecting military families. And then, oh, those same people in middle America. Oh, look how messed up Hollywood is. Yeah, look how messed up Hollywood is. And what did we do with that guy that messed up Hollywood? The one that we happen to be talking about, that Harvey Weinstein? Yeah, we kicked him out of everything. We fired him from his own company. Oh, and all of his credits are getting removed from television shows and, and, movie, and, and, and movies. Even previous ones that he actually produced and worked on. That's what we did. What did you do, middle America? With a guy that did the same thing. Sexually assaulted women. Sexually harassed women. Yeah. You made him president. Have fun with that. Have fun with that. Have fun with it. That's what I say. Yeah. All right. We're about done. See, kind of a little tirade rant at the end of that. And we're out. We're over time and all this other stuff. Hey, Mario. Thanks for joining. See you there too, Caleb. I call out my friends on here. I get some other random people joining up sometimes and they'll call them out. Um, but as always, thank you for joining. This has been episode 34 of Go Tells the Wall podcast. Of course, I am the one and only Sean O'Rourke, your host for all 34 of these beautiful episodes that we've gone through. That's right. And we're going to keep going. We're going to keep going. 
As long as the Orange Menace keeps doing stupid stuff. I got, I'm going to have content out my ears. Got, I didn't even get through all the content this week. That seems to be the theme now. Um, and as always, you can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash go tell to the wall. Follow us on Twitter at tell the wall pod or at magic Muppet. Admittedly, magic Muppet gets a lot more. There's a lot more content and stuff on there. Uh, Sean work live coming soon. And of course, search go tell to the wall on YouTube. Go tell to the baby coming very, 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 very soon. As soon as we can get all that stuff organized and populated and everything else. Um, and as always, thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Make sure you tell your friends if you like this. Tell your friends because I'm losing Orange Menace supporters left and right that don't want to listen to me because I call things what what they are and use common sense. So so help me out. Help me build the audience. And on that note, we actually have some listeners in Ireland. It's amazing. We'll talk about that a little more probably next week as well. Um, not that it's a big thing. Just it's just funny and it's awesome. Uh, so tell your friends. Listen. Subscribe. Download. All that good stuff. All of it. Just do it. Just do it. And leave some reviews. Leave some reviews. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to have something ridiculously awesome coming out next week for Halloween week. So I'm hoping that we get even more support. And I'm telling you, any of you out there that want me to be embarrassed, like just embarrassed, although it's very hard uh, because I don't have any shame. But if you want me to just be embarrassed to as many people as possible, you will be sharing this podcast. You'll be sharing the Facebook page. You'll be sharing everything else and telling people to subscribe and blah, 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 all that stuff. Just do it. Just do it, Wall fans. Um, that's going to do it for this week. Episode 34, Go Tell It's the Wall podcast. Thank you. Thank you again for joining. Facebook Live will stick around there for just a second and close things out. Uh, and always remember, no matter what you do, do it with passion. Have passion with everything you do. And more importantly, no matter what you do, no matter where you go, no matter when you do it, no matter why you, you're there, and no matter who you meet, always, always, always use common sense.